Haleluya. I am a child of God. We are children of the Most High God. Say, I am a child of God. Amen. We got to say this with say that with confident knowing because there is power in that relationship. Amen. There is access in that relationship. Amen. There is provision in that relationship. Amen. So then the name carry power. It carries greatness. It carries authority. So we have every right to say that we are children of the most high God. Amen. Amen. I, uh, it's interesting because, uh, <coughs> earlier today as, uh, um, I finished preparing and, uh, when we left the house, uh, on our way, uh, my wife, hey, <laughs> my wife says, uh, Kena, she said, uh, are you okay? And uh, I said, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I am okay, definitely. Excited and all, you know. But it's interesting because she asked me if I was okay. And I, I was, I mean, I am okay. But I understand later on the moment I walked. And I, for a second, I thought it was just, you know, nervous, you know. Uh, as you may understand, like, whenever you're getting ready to share the word or give the word, comes with, you know, you are just, you know, it's normal to be nervous. But so I thought that's what I, I was feeling until, you know, I walked in the sanctuary and get the mic and singing, and I still feel the same way. And I'm like, okay, I know what it is. And uh, often um, when you start walking in your calling, and you are helping people. You are changing people's lives. You are ministering. You know, the enemy is not happy with that. He is not happy. He makes it his mission to distract you some shape or form. But nevertheless, one thing I we know is that the enemy is not a force that we're trying to fight with. You know, we're not trying to compete, trying to, you know, keep up a fighting because he's already been defeated. So we're not trying to compete with him. We're just letting him know, okay, this is where you belong, under our feet. You know, you have no authority. And the word has to be preached, you know. Uh, the word must come forth. And I know, and the most interesting, the awesomeness about this is, about today is, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the Father wants something different for you. Um, and I uh, simply position myself so he may use me. However, he desires that his children may receive whatever he has for them. Amen. Let's just um, pray for a quick second. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for it's only, Father, by through your authority, through your privilege, that, Father, we can speak of you because you have given us authority to do so. Father God, in this moment, we ask that, Father, that your Holy Spirit, that you're an army of your angels, your holy host, that they surround this place, Father, and they, Father God, prepare the heart of your children so that they may receive whatever, Father, you desire 
to flow out of my mouth. Heavenly Father, we give you permission in this place, Father, to speak through me, for I don't know anything, Father, but I submit myself and I open my mouth and I open my heart so that, Father, you can say whatever you desire. And that, Father God, your children, Father God, can leave this place equipped full for the next task. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I am, this is week three. It's actually quite interesting. Very awesome. Very interesting. I am happy to be here. I could not wish anything else. You know, I... It is very interesting when you finally make the decision. And I'm sorry, you know, normally I don't do this, but I think my pastorial start kicking in even more. <laughs> so I had to give a little bit more, uh, you know, just a little uh, run a little bit. But um, it feels so awesome to be where you're supposed to be. When you know you're in the right place, when you feel at peace, you know, you know it, you're in the right place. I tell people all the time, how do you know you're in your right calling is when you can do something for free and still be excited about it. Even if they pay you no dollar, you can still do it. Even if people are criticizing, you know, the enemy is talking, whatever, all that stuff, but you still have the strength, the love, the passion to continue to get up and still do it with full love and humility and and, and, and um, joy, you know you're in the right place. You know, often people ask me, you know, I don't know what, what is the will of God in my life. What is he trying to have me do? What does he want for me? If you look in your surrounding, if you, <laughs> I think I was talking to McKinley, actually. I said, if you look close enough, even in, the, in your daily activities, how you interact with people, the things that you find yourself doing, if you pay close attention, close enough attention, you can literally tell your purpose in those things. You know, I used to uh, just love working with young people. Like, you know, in my old ministry, I just love working with the youth. I mean, I would, I would be the first one up, the last one to leave any situation, but not knowing that, you know, I'm not big with titles, so often I just, um, I prefer just being Brother Kirby. <laughs> but I did not know that the father was simply preparing me for something that was greater, you know. So I, um, I'm really, really happy to, to be in this place. I'm really, really happy to be able to co-labor with him. Um, it is the best place to be, and we all have that assignment, whether we are in a file for ministry or just as children. You know, we hold the responsible responsibility to share the good news, which is our father wants to. Be a father. He just wants to be a father. He just wants to have a bunch of children to raise, to give them destiny, purpose. So we have that mission. That's something that we all have responsibility to do. Um, a small recap. So uh, we've been talking about um, promotion, the motion for promotion. So the past two weeks, um, we first talked about um, uh, finding your identity. Uh, we talked about um, finding your identity, step process into your destiny. So we were literally going into all the step process of demotion. This week, we're going to be focusing on promotion. However, one of the, the reason why 
it's the reason why I focus more on the step process of demotion and promotion instead of just telling you all the great promotion that the father has for you is because that is something that we already inherit. Who we are, our purpose, our destiny, that's something that's already there, just waiting for us. So it's not a matter of, okay, a step process of creating something new. So we're not trying to create a new, you know, a new destiny, a new plan. Like we're not trying to, the father is not as we go creating our purpose, our destiny, what, you know, who he has predestined us to be. That was create and finish before the beginning of time. So we're not trying to build a process as we go, but we literally, it's more important to know the process of how to get to what the Father has for us. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, I literally been focused, the Father's been dealing with me in the process and revealing the process of how to get to what he has for us. And this week is, and one other thing also about that is, in every, there is something new, and I don't know if you are experiencing it, but there is something new taking place in this season, in this time, in this ministry, because often there's a lot of things, and I kept saying this because it's so true, there's a lot of saying, there's a lot of statement, there's a lot of perspective we have of the body of Christ, or First of all, even the whole relationship is new to us. Though we should have been known about this, but it is new to all of us, from, to most of us. So we can't hear messages. The foundation has to set different, has to be different. Because we have, I'm sorry, so because we have a new foundation, every approach we now take as children, it has to be different. When we used to... Um, when we used to read the verse, like uh, the Bible, our lens used to be one way. But because things are different now, because of the information that we have received, the relationship is different. Our perspective is different. The lens of how we see things is different. So now our job as both of us, whether it's me preaching and you receiving, we have to literally reset. Which We have to turn our mind when... And on every information you now receive, you have to receive it from a perspective as a child. And I know we say this quite often, and it, and after a while of certain things you keep hearing, it becomes like, okay, that's just a thing. But we have, it is extremely important that when you receive any information, you now receive it from the perspective of, you know what? This is my father talking to his children. This is when, even when it comes to purpose, like we were talking, like we just said, when it comes to purpose, we're not trying to figure out what it is. It's already there. We just, it's just a matter of us getting to it. Make sense? So because of that, every word, every message that come across this pulpit or every information, a perspective, our lenses has to be different in every aspect. So even when we talked about promotion and demotion, we can't look at it from the perspective of how the world always sees it. Because it will defeat the whole purpose of the new information we receive. Amen? Because we can't, from the world perspective, whenever we hear demotion or promotion, or even sometimes how we heard it before, or the Father's getting ready to do great things in your life. You know, there's a breakthrough coming. You know, 
often we look at that and we hear it, then we get excited, we jump. But then 10 years later, there's no jump. I mean, there's no breakthrough. So, but all of that is because the information was, the information didn't have a foundation. There was no relationship. It was just information throwing out there, having people jumped up. But there's no process. There's no way to get to it. There is no, literally, there's no breakdown. How do I do that? How do I pray? So even when the past weeks, I know uh, Apostle been preaching about um, or teaching about uh, pray like a child. All of us. And he told that story quite, you know, very well. I've been in church my whole life. For somebody to ask me, hey, let me teach you how to pray, that is offensive. (laughs) Not to say disrespectful. But I had to literally put my pride down. I'm like, okay, let me see what this guy's talking about. (laughs) But when I come to understand, I've come to understand that the foundation is different. So I have to literally change everything that I used to know. Like praying is not... Because, you know, to be honest with you, I, I can't remember the last time I prayed from the place of, like, I can't remember the last time I say, Father, forgive me. I can't remember the last time I'm praying. I'm like, Father, forgive me. Oh, I did wrong. I, oh. I can't remember the last time I say that since I've been in this ministry. Maybe early on, but I have not said. I can honestly say maybe the last time I, I can't even remember, to be honest with you. Because... My perspective, the relationship, the lens, everything is different. So I have to approach from a different place. So when we receive new information, we have to understand that with that new information, we have to reprocess everything from that lens. Make sense? Because otherwise, we, it's like going back and forth, like, you know, warm. Like, we're not sure. Oh, okay, maybe, you know, this is, you know, he will, maybe he's a father. And to be honest with you, there are times early on, or even there are times sometimes, because we are still in this world, the enemy can, we might feel sometimes, like, are you sure? <laughs> like, there are times, like, you know, early on, I'll be, to be honest with you, there are times, you know, though I was saying father, but I was still like, uh, it's still, it's still, it's like I was speaking Spanish, and I don't know, I don't know any Spanish. But it's still, it's filled, even in the process, a year later, I still was not sure, because the old man was still once in a while kicking the door. Are you sure? Okay. And I would make a mistake. A little bit of thing would happen, and I'm like, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe, okay, maybe he is a father, but I have to, I still, there is still some hesitation. I still have to walk right. I still have to do things right. And of course, we have to. But you know how the Bible says that it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. I repent from a place of love not a place of fear. I walk right because of, from a place of love, not from a place of he's going to take me out. So, and I'm saying this to say, even when we talked about promotion, demotion and promotion, we have to understand that from a place of my father is promoting me. And it's not necessarily something that he's trying to get. He's not trying to get me to a promotion or if I don't act right, I'm not going to get it, but more so from a place of, Hey, you know what? This is already there for you. I'm just preparing you. I'm just fixing your character. I'm just aligning you with what I have because there's a step process. I have a way to get to in my household. I have orders. There's order in my household. So I want you to get to it 
from that lens. Make sense? So this was the recap. So what I wanted to say today, we're going to focus on promotion. Promotion is not... Often people have a wrong motive of promotion. So today, my whole... My whole plan or my whole purpose is to change your, is to correct your concept of what promotion is. Because often we look at, from a human perspective, we look at those things as promotion. When somebody take, you know, somebody give you a new car and those things, we look at those little things as, okay, that's what a promotion is. But there is a biblical perspective of promotion. There is a kingdom perspective because as children, Living in a household, we don't do things like the world does it. So we have to do it from the kingdom perspective because the kingdom belongs to us. So promotion that's in the kingdom belongs to children that are in the kingdom. Amen? So promotion is not, those are the things that promotions are not. Promotion is not the drive to excel. Promotion is not the need to achieve for self-fulfillment. Promotion is not compete with people around you. If you, you know, when you find yourself in a place, you know what? If I have to fight for my next promotion, then surely maybe that's not the Father giving it to you because what He has for you is for you. So I don't have to fight with other people to get into a place that my Father already says belongs to me. It's either something is wrong. It's either it's not mine. It's either. I'm not ready for it, or it's either I'm just barking at the wrong tree. Because often there are things that we look at, we think that, okay, this is God's promotion. This is the Father's, surely this has to be for me. But if you have to compete, surely it's not yours. Ask the Father, hey, Father, I don't understand, because what's for me is for me. What he, he has to... He created our end before our beginning. So surely, I mean, definitely, there's no way for me to have to compete for what's already, what's in my end, what's already set for me. Does does it make any sense? He already have a whole plan before the foundation of the world. And that's in eternity, before earth, before nature, all of that was created. So for me to compete to get it, then I don't need it. Make sense? For me to compete to get it, then I don't need it. I can align. I can fix my character. I can grow into it, but I don't want to compete into it. Amen? Promotion is not make everyone pay back. Revenge. If you have to revenge, that's not how the Father promotes us. When we receive a promotion, it's not a time now. Okay, you know what? I'm going to make everybody pay back. Everybody, I'm going to make them pay back. Because often in the body of Christ, as children, we do that. We can't wait to get on top so that we can literally make sure that everybody that used to, you know, underestimate us, they get a little piece of our mind. <laughs> I remember Dr. Hardy says, if you keep giving people a little piece of your mind, you're going to run out of mind. <laughs> You're not going to have any more mind to give, correct? 
so promotion is not waiting for, for us to get on top so that we can, hey, you know, I'm going to show them. If that's the motive of you getting up there, then you need to recheck your motive because you may never get up there. Amen? So those were some uh, conception we need to correct. Promotion does not come because of what I do, but because of who I am. In the first Samuel 16, verse 7, it says, God sees not as men sees. Men look on the outward appearance, but God look on the heart. And the Bible says that God saw David's heart, and he was pleased with him. God saw his heart. He did not see his skill set. Amen? He did not see his skill set, so he anointed him to become king of Israel because of his heart. Amen? So he promoted him because his heart was pure. What does the Bible say, say about David? God, he is a man after what? What about us? What does it say about us? We are children after what? We are his children. <laughs> We're simply his children. Beloved one, right? So when we think about, those are the concepts, because like, often when people think about promotion, we think about, you know what? What I'm trying to become. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna work my work. I mean, I'm gonna work my. I'm gonna work myself all the way up to the corporate ladder, and you know the interesting thing about that is you can do that. You can work yourself if if you work hard enough, you will get to the corporate ladder. But that doesn't mean that it was him that gave it to you. That doesn't mean that it was him promoting you. That has nothing to do with him. This is a second um, concept of promotion. Promotion does come from men. Often we think about that. We think that our next promotion is if I connect with that, you know, that brother, um, if that my manager, that friend, if I connect, well, you know, well enough with them, then if they go up, then I'm going up. But we can't think like that because as children of God, the world can say that. And that's why I was saying as far as the foundation, we cannot think the same way the world sees things. Because to them, that's the, that's, that's the way to get there. That's the way to get there. If you connect well enough, if you go to the right school, then, okay, surely I will make it to that next level. In the right circle? But with him, he will literally remove you from the very bottom and take you up there. No connection. No network. No experience. No relationship with no one. He will definitely. He can take you. He will. Because you know why? Because he already has a plan for you. If it's part of the plan. There's no way. It's not, it's not a matter of who I know. It's not a matter of who I know. Who can take me up there? The father's going to take me up there. He's going to take me up there. He has no choice but to take me up there because you know what? That's part of my plan. That's part of his destiny for my life. 
When he created me, I had nothing. We had nothing to do with it. <laughs> we had nothing. That was, I mean, I can't even say we were part, in our mom, mother's room because that's in eternity. That's very far. <laughs> so we can't even say or fathom, okay, you know, we, are in the, we were in our mother's room. No. When he had the plan, when he made plan, when he predestined us, we had absolutely nothing to do with it. And there was a covenant, there was a deal he made with himself. I'm going to promote those kids. Why? So that through them, my kingdom will be glorified. My name will be glorified. So your, your promotion has nothing to do with you too. Because often that's one of the things we think about. The Father's promoting me because I pray, you know, a lot of time. I mean, I, I fast 10 days a week. I pray 50 hours a week. I mean, that can be a byproduct. But we cannot, when we connect, when we make that conclusion, then we're really saying that, you know, I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this promotion. I'm buying my way up there, sir. <laughs> so, because when we're connected with what we do, then it's like, you know, even the Bible talks about, like, when we fast. We can be fasting because... Those things are good because as children, we need to be developed. It's literally a byproduct of who we should be. It's like as an athlete, you should be training because that's part of the assignment you sign up for. Make sense? <laughs> that's a byproduct of who you are. Of the, hey, you, as a singer, I need to drink some water. <laughs> My wife is happy because she's always going after me, like, oh, drink water. I'm like, oh, can I drink some coffee? And then, no. <laughs> Because I love coffee. But as children, part of our assignment, part of our assignment, we're not praying because we're trying to get breakthrough. We're praying because our soul has to be developed. We are communicating with our father. That's part of the relationship. The rest come because we are part of, that's part of the household. That's part of the byproduct that comes with it. But it has nothing to do with your 10 hours of prayer. (laughs) It has nothing to do with it. So uh, we need to not confuse those things because then we can easily boast from that and say, hey, you know what? I pray 10 hours a week, so of course. And then we can look down on other people. So we can't do that. Promotion does not come because of academic accomplishment. And it's funny because... (laughs) Jesus, the Bible is very interesting, often how the Father has a way of doing things because he doesn't want no mankind or his children to boast or to say that we had something to do with this. When Jesus was on earth, you know, check, check out what he did. Because he wanted to reveal to us so much that our intellectual doesn't have nothing to me promoting you. He literally, he went and picked some, you know, a few fishermen, a tax collector, a thief, two ambitious, ambitious sons of thunder. You guys are going to laugh about that, of this one. And a loud mouth, a lousy mouth called Peter. <laughs> He's always talking. He's always like, And what he did was he entered 
Well, he picked all of them to enter into Jesus' leadership institute. Amen? He picked them so that they can enter. So he didn't look at their reputation. He didn't look at their intellect. Because if that was the case, to enter in his institution, none of them would have made it. None of them would would be qualified because he would have easily went with those Sadducees. Pharisees, because they were study. They were they studied. They knew the law. Like that's what they practiced. They have a PhD in religion. <laughs> they did. But he went with. He was showing us because often, you know, I can only imagine if Jesus, which is our brother, he's like a forerunner. He's showing us how to walk. If he, a lot of things he did it specifically, he's a very smart man. Because had he not done those things, done it like that, many of us, and that's in every level, there's a certain way, there's a certain door, there's a certain opportunity we would never be qualified for. And that's in every level. You know, we're not going to go racial, but there's in every level, there's a certain opportunity that the world would have never called us. Because we look a certain way. But the awesomeness is, He's the one that promotes. Amen? Him before us, who can stand against us? So whenever, like, I think about, I get to a situation where, okay, I'm like, okay, Father, you know what? This is not making sense. But I'm not going to worry about it because I know I'm not fighting with mankind and I have no time to fight with them. I know that you will fight my battle. I know that you before me is greater than zillions of people standing against me. And if if a door doesn't open, it's simply because you are either trying to prevent me from something, you're trying to block me from something, from getting into a trouble that I'm not yet ready for. It's simply because of us, you and I. But it has nothing to do with what people are doing. Amen? Because no one can stop the Father from promoting you. No one. You know, the only way they could is they would have to go from an eternity... And I know this is funny. They would have to go an eternity before the beginning, be, the beginning of time and see what that looked like and stop it. I, I, there's a show, I don't know if you guys watch it, it's called um, Flash. So they have in Flash, often they have those series where, um, I think they have about 10 seasons, where they would go into uh, like, uh, I guess, return of time, where they would go into some kind of a portal, they would go back a zillion years later, uh, back, and then still being able to come back and forth through that portal. That's the only way the enemy or whoever is trying to stop you from your next promotion. That's the only way, that's the only access, because they would have to go back there to see what that looks like, and then, you know, okay, let me me stop that door. (laughs) But that would be crazy because they would get old in the process. <laughs> Promotion does not come because of seniority. The father doesn't promote you just because you have the most experience. You know why? In David's case, David, his older brother, was more qualified. When Samuel, when the prophet Samuel came to, to, the, to the father, to his dad, which is Jesse, if it was up to 
human standard. The father would have definitely, the brother, his brother, um, I think his brother is called Eliab. He would have been promoted. He would have been the one promoted because he is, he fits the quality. Even Samuel, and at the, even there's a tricky thing right here. Even Samuel, the prophet, from his perspective, he makes sense. The oldest brother makes sense to be promoted as a king. Because he was looking at him from a human perspective. Because it, and that's why I say this quite with everything that I know. The only person that can, uh, the key to, you, to your success is in one hand, it's the, it's the father's hand. And that's it. He's the only one that has the authority to stop and, or to promote you. That's it. Because the prophet himself, when he saw Eliab, I believe that's the right way to say it, David's brother, it makes sense. Great physique. I'm sure he probably looked just as great, you know, just as good as I am. Um, All the great stuff. He has all the credential. He's a, he's a man of military, so he's, he has experience. But David, <laughs> the father didn't even bring him in that, in that table. He was not even in that table. But you know the awesomeness about this is it doesn't matter what table you're in. When it's your time, when it's your time, it's your time. And there's no one, absolutely no one, that can stop that. Whether you're on that table or not, he's still going to take you there. Whether it's your time, whether people, I mean, they make, I mean, they probably, I'm sure they probably have like a whole meeting about him. Oh, this guy, there's no way. Because they bring all the brothers. <laughs> they bring forth all the brothers. The first one, the second one, the third one. But the father was not looking at skill set. There are times that works. But the credential is not skill set. David was a man after his own heart. David has a different, had a different quality that he was looking for. His character was in line. Make sense? He can count on him. And there's a verse that says that the first shall be the last. And the last shall be the first. So often I know people say that a lot of time. Oh my God, okay, I can only make decisions on a certain tables. And that's true. There's some, there's some truth to that. But I kid, I I promised you, if it doesn't matter what table you're in, you're sitting on or you're not sitting on, when it's your time for the Father to take you up there, He will jump all those tables. He will skip all those tables. He will literally skip you all those tables. I mean, perfect example. And David, David, again, what do we know about David? David was not children. He was a servant. So let alone us. The Bible says that if he didn't, the father did not mind sparing his, he did not spare his own son. The greatest thing, he did not mind sparing him. So that we may have eternal life. So if he didn't mind giving his only son, so how much more would he not give us? 
How much more? How much more? So you think a promotion is greater than Christ? A promotion is greater than a relationship with him? A promotion is more important than his son dying on the cross? So when we understand, when we have a different lens and understand the perspective, hey, you know what? I can literally bet. I can put money on that. You know, different people have different perspective about lottery, but I can put money on that. I, I don't know. Would that be considered as lottery? I don't know. <laughs> I can put money on that. I can bet on that. Why? Because I know the relationship. So when I know who I am in him, promotion to me is nothing. Promotion is simply, uh, you know what, the father's literally taking me to what he already had for me. So I'm not building, uh, I'm not putting block as I go. I'm not building my promotion as I go. I'm simply walking into it. I'm growing into it. Make sense? And the last one on this is promotion does not come because of my strong ambition. You know why? Satan had great ambition. (laughs) He wanted to sit on Jesus' throne, the Father's throne. He wanted to kick him off the throne so that he may sit on it. So he was very ambitious. (laughs) He had great ambition. So because... You don't get, the Father doesn't promote you because you're, you have great ambitions. But he promote us because we are his children. Because that's simply what he desired to do. Amen? And there's a few things um, I've come to know. Like, quite often, to be honest with you, we can... In the body of Christ, there's, as children of God, there's a certain things that we have to know. When we know who we are, and I know that I keep saying this, but it literally defined everything else in your life. When you know who you are, when you know who the Father has called you to be, then there's a certain people you won't even entertain. There's a certain conversation you won't even entertain. You know why? Because it has nothing to do with where I'm going. I'm not going to fight a fight that has nothing to do with what the Father has called me to do. Why would I fight with someone in regards to, why would I fight for someone to be my friend? If the book that he has on his hand don't even have your name on it. Because <laughs> a lot of time, there are people we're trying to keep in our life. But if we honestly, if the Father, <laughs> you know how often we're like, oh, Father, can, can I get a glimpse on my future? If he gave you a glimpse in your future, you're fighting a fight that is not even part of what he has on his hands. Like the whole book, whoever, the people that you're fighting with, the fight that you're fighting is not part of that process. That was your process. You create that process. But his process, you adding things that was not even part of his process. So we have to know not to waste time. It's important to know when we know who we are, when we know where the Father's trying to take us, then we can align, then we can literally add and remove according to what that looks like. Make sense? It's like if I know 
I'm going, if I'm catching a train to go to Midtown, then when I get to, well, I don't really know the city that well. If I'm catching a train to go to North, um, let's say uh, Midtown. Yeah, Midtown. That's the closest one. That's kind of bad because uh, I, I walk to the, I'm in the city 24-7, but there are t- like so many street names are just too much. I will not stop. Then when I make decision, when I catch train, when I'm making a plan base, when I'm creating my step process to get to Midtown, it narrowed down my step process. Amen? I don't have to catch a train and then stop in, in, in Five Point. I don't have to. There's a lot of things that I can skip. I can literally narrow down that process because if I'm trying to get to Midtown, catch an Uber. Catch the train and then make one stop. Catch a MARTA, then make a one stop. Because often you catch a MARTA and the MARTA would stop somewhere. They go in like a transition. I still wouldn't get off because I know I'm trying to get to where? To Midtown. If he stops in Kemp Creek, I'm not going to Kemp Creek. So when we know who we are, when we as children of God, when we know what the Father, who the Father called us to be, it can help, we can literally help ourselves in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of things that often we bring up on ourselves. We literally create those things. And sometimes the Father's looking at down. He's like, oh, my God, okay, what is, okay, I got to work with this one. I got to work with this, this one. And he's not tired of us. Of course not. But it's like, had you prayed five more seconds, you probably would have figured out not to make this relationship, you know, to marry that person, to, uh, to get in this relationship, uh, to eat this food. Make sense? Because the Bible says that those that are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God, right? So if we are being led 24-7, that means somebody is leading us. That's what being led means, Correct. Somebody is constantly leading me. So if the person that is leading me knows where I'm going and all the in and out and all the goods and bad things, so surely they're going to tell me not to make this, this relationship. Don't make that stop. Amen? Don't go to this ministry because it's only going to bring you ten, you know, five years back because they're gonna, you're going to have to detox yourself now with a whole new information. You've got to remove all this religious stuff. So we have to be very important. If we say that we are being led, then we have to allow ourselves to be led. Amen? It's important not to seek promotion in the wrong place. Because often as we're seeking promotion, we're literally trying to find self-validation. We're trying to prove to people that, hey, you know what? I can do it. Your parent says you could have never done this. You, you can't be this. You can't be a doctor. So now you've, you've five, 10 years later, you know that's not what the Father wants you to be. You know this is not part of your destiny. He told you. You get a word of prophecy. You got 20 dreams. You got all of it. But yet you're still trying to prove people, I can be this. So you're trying to find validation in that. So you're literally delaying yourself to the expected end, what he want you to be. He's like, bro, okay, I, I wish he could just get it. Mm. I'm waiting on you, brother. This is what I call you to be. You are a great entrepreneur. You are a great speaker. You don't have to be a, the next doctor. It's fine. You're good. <laughs> you don't have to be the next 
Michael Jordan, you can be a great musician. <laughs> and you will make a lot more money on that because that's who you're supposed to be. But 10 years later in your childhood, your parents says that uh, you will never be this. You're going to be like your next father. You're, you know, you're never going to be this. So now you literally, you carry that your whole life trying to prove them. Trying to prove them, hey, you know what, I can be this. That is not promotion. That's not what the father want for you. Even when you get there, you will not find fulfillment. You will get there. Because if you work hard enough, you will get there. But I promised you, you will still be empty. That emptiness, that self-validation, that, oh my God, I can do it. I would prove you wrong. I, owe, I always tell myself, I owe no one. Nothing but love. Well, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> I didn't say it. That's what the <laughs> We owe no one but love. So I have no time to try to prove to you. And maybe there was a season in my life, because we have to be honest with ourselves. Like, there is a growth process. We weren't always the same way. We weren't always self-confident in a certain, and that's fine. We have to grow. That's what this relationship is about. And the Father sometimes will intentionally put people in our circle to help us get there. But... When we get there, when people, when you have the right people on your side, definitely, you know, find out, Father, what are you trying to have me do? What is it? Am I, why am I here for? What is my purpose? That way I'm not finding, I'm, I'm not fighting 50 years, 20 years of my life trying to become something that I'm not, that I can't. And there, there are some things you can work and become, but there are some things you just can't become. It doesn't matter how hard you work. You just can't become that. Make sense? Because it's the, the step process are different. If I'm 50, I'm trying to become, I'm trying to get in the NBA. I've never played before. Now I want to be the next Jordan. Make sense? We got to be real with ourselves, right? <laughs> We have to know ourselves. And you know, the funny thing is, if, well, the interesting thing about that is, if you look at your path, if you pay attention well enough, you will see who you truly is, what the, your calling is, what the Father truly wants you to be. Because when you do it, there, will be, there is a passion, there is a love, there is a humility, there is a, there's just a drive in it. And you can do it flawlessly. So stop trying to become things or do things because we're trying to prove to our dead grandmother after 50 years that we still can do this. Or our friend, our bully friends, that we still can do that. That's not promotion. That's not what the Father is saying. Amen? First, know your purpose. When you know your purpose, then you can align yourself with that. When you know your purpose, you can, you can save yourself a, of a lot of heartache, headache, a lot of hardship, a lot of confusion, a lot of 
unsleepless night, like where you can't, you're going to sleep, you can't sleep. You have food, you can't eat because you're trying to figure things out. And you know, the funny thing is, the interesting thing about that is we often forget, again, it goes back to identity and relationship and knowing who we are. Everything that we say, everything that we are, it always go back to that. Because the more you know who you are, then the found, the relationship is easier. The communication is easier. The communication is, Jesus was not confused. The Bible says that he knew, he knew who he was. He knew his purpose. When he came on this earth, he was focused. He, he, was, he didn't have any identity crisis. He was not confused about his assignment. Make sense? He didn't have any confusion of what he was sent here to do. And he was very specific. <laughs> Even the job. Like, he, hey, you know what? I can heal you, but you are not part of my, like, you know, you're not part of my assignment. I'm not going to work with you. We, I can't take the food of the children to give it to our dog. That's not my job. They didn't, my father didn't, sent me to work in that company. So he was, when he was here, look at his conversation. I am the truth and the life. That's, talk, that's someone that knows who they are. Make sense? He's talking about, now he's talking about his assignment. I came to seek and save the lost. Those that are lost. I came so I can free the captive. He came so I can, he can give you life. So as he's talking, he's defying, hey, you know, this is what I'm here for. I only do what my father told me to do. My apologies. So he was very specific on the things that he was here to do. And that's who we are because he is a brother. So he was literally showing the path. He came so he can show us how to walk, how to be like a son, how to be a son, what a son look like. Hey, you know what? This is what I do. Just learn from me. That's what he kept saying. Learn from me. Hey, if they ask you what I, I mean, <laughs> I can only imagine if I was, you know, as an older brother, he was my older brother. If we were walking side by side and somebody trying to offer me a job, we say, hey, don't, don't listen to them. Don't go to that place. If they offer you a job, say no. If they ask you why you say no, say Jesus, your brother, your older brother says no. If they ask you, do you want to come hang out with them, say no. Why? Your brother says no. <laughs> you know when you have like an older brother? And he's like, okay, if they have any questions, tell them, that, you know, come to me. My parents would do the same thing when we were, when we were little. If anybody has any question, if, they, if the, the neighbors want to, you know, like because sometimes as kids, you know, you just wilding out and just breaking people's stuff, throwing rocks, especially in Haiti. <laughs> throwing rocks and then you hitting people's car and stuff like that. Even despite, you know, our bad behavior, she would still make, she would not give no one permission to correct us. Because often in a foreign country, well, at least Haiti, Neighbors can whoop you. Like if you do, if you're acting up, I don't know how it is here, but um, if you're acting up, if they find you like you are doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, they will correct you for your parents. And then later on, oh, you know, I correct them for you. My parents gave no one that authority. If my kids do something, come to us. If they break your stuff, come to us. So it's the same perspective. Jesus is showing, and hey, you know what? I only do what my father do. 
I only do what my father told me to do. So if when anybody asks you, you, if we are learning from him, when we see, when people are asking us to do things, we should pretty much literally copy or stole his, um, what do you call this, uh, his catchphrase. I only do what my father told me to do. I don't want this job because my father didn't tell me to work there. I'm not going to be part of your ministry because my father didn't tell me to go there. I don't want to be your friend because my father didn't tell me to be your friend. (laughs) I don't want to be in a relationship with you because my father didn't tell me to marry you or to date you. We learn from him. That's what we're doing, right? So if we're learning from him, so we literally have to, because when you're worshiping, that's what worship is. You're literally becoming like the person. So if we're worshiping, but you know the funny thing about this? Hey, I'm going to go back old school. If we say that we're worshiping Jesus, there's a lot of things we find ourselves in that Jesus, and because if, if we're worshiping Jesus, though we shouldn't, there's a lot of things that we say that, that we're doing that Jesus never did. He never did those things. So even if, even if we were worshiping him, though that's not, the Father never told us to worship him. But even if we were, there's a lot of things that we are doing that he never did. So we, it's even in that wrongfulness, we're still doing it wrong. Amen? Is, this, is that a good English word? Wrongfulness? AD, what do you think? Okay. <laughs> Even in that wrongfulness, we're still doing it wrong. Because there's a lot of things, if we are learning or copying from him, there's a lot of things that we do, we say he never did. Amen? So we're still worshiping him wrong. So even in that level, we're still doing it wrong. We need help. (laughs) So yeah, he said learn from him. Learn from him. So if we're learning from him, we have to pick up his charisma. Hey, I only do this. If my father didn't give you authority... There's no way I would be in your hand. In fact, if you keep acting up, I'll just call down some angels and just. But I'm not going to do that because I have a cross to go to. <laughs> I have to save some people. Amen. I have some children that are waiting on me. My brothers and my sisters are waiting on me to get on that cross. So if you keep pushing it, I'm five seconds away <laughs> from calling down some angels. To remove me from this agony. But since I have a lot of patience and love, I, I'll just spare you that, you know, that, 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 that fight. So, yeah. Jesus, show us what it, what it looks like. He show us what it looks like. He would never do anything that was not part of his assignment. So if we are truly following his 
his step process on how to become a child of God. How to walk that walk. Then we should really be paying attention to his conversation. We should be doing that because that's important. Because it's, it's, it's very important. It's the saddest thing to see people. It's the saddest thing to see people doing things, thinking that they're in the right path. It's, I can only imagine the father who was full of love, even if me as, as human, who probably may not have much interest on what you're doing. There are times you see, you see people are just, their life is just going in circle. Just on the same circle. Because they're not being obedient. No one can tell them anything. They think they're in the right path. And you simply, and you're like, oh, sister, brother, mm, something is wrong. I don't know if you, you can't see it, but I can see it for you. <laughs> but yet you can't help them. So I can only imagine how the father sees, how much that pain him. To see his children not walking into what they're supposed to be. Who they who they supposed to be. He's like, okay, you are royalty. You are seated in a heavenly place. You bear my name. You are joint heir with Christ. You have an abundant life. But yet your life describes none of that. In fact, when they see you, they're like, oh, my God, I don't want to be in that relationship. If this is what Christianity is about, then I don't want to be part of it. Because if they're lost, they've been in there for 50 years, they're lost. Surely I'm a newcomer. I certainly is going to take me maybe another 100 years. So, but we have to realize with new information I truly believe one of the things that the Father's been dealing with me a lot is in this ministry, there is, he's doing something special because his identity is being revealed. You can't go any further than that. Knowing who you are in Christ, knowing that you are joint heir with Christ, you are one with that man, (laughs) spirit. I mean, how far up can you go? So, if Christ, the Father, when you see the Father, you see him. So you literally, you're one with all three. So because of that, but yet, you're, if you can't identify, if you can't point your mind or do whatever you need to do to get to, for your soul to get to that level of understanding, that mystery, you have to. You know, one thing I realized, and I think it's because, and I say this quite often, religion and the enemy has been, they did a really, really good job leading people wrong, confusing children. Why? If you can spend eight hours working for a person just for a paycheck, surely you can spend eight hours daily or let's say four hours, figuring out who I am in him. 
Because eight hours, it only, I mean, the, the end result of eight hours every, I mean, eight hours every day, it's simply what? A paycheck? But we're talking about eternal life. We're talking about joint heir with Christ. I mean, can, the, to even fathom what that is, is awesome. So if I can spend eight hours, full-time job, surely I can spend two hours or four hours finding out about this relationship that is bigger than this planet. <laughs> it really is. So, and that's why sometimes when I hear church or ministry talks about there's a lack of power, there's a lack of authority, there's a lack of there's just a lack of identity. And surely there is such. And I believe the enemy is doing, a, he's working on the clock to make sure that these people don't know who they are. Because, in, and even back in the day, like when you're looking at some of the old stories in the Bible, Joshua, he stopped the sun. Moses parted the sea. I mean, you're like, okay, those were servant. They had no relationship. And I'm like, okay, what is going on? Every time I'm like, okay, Father, something is wrong. <laughs> because if the person, if someone has the faith for that, that's why often, like when you talk about Abraham, they had they were rich in every aspect. So can you imagine? I can only imagine that they've spent a lot of time. They make him the priority. They were literally, their full-time job was to become whatever it was, to become the best servant. They were fighting to become the best servant. They were fighting to become the greatest servant that ever worked this earth. (laughs) The greatest slave that ever worked this earth. But for us, and I think often like when you give children too much, so sometimes they don't, they can get spoiled sometimes. We can get spoiled sometimes. You know, when you have access to things, you can become spoiled. You're like, oh, you know what? Ah, that's my father. I don't need to be praying five hours a day. He's not going to kill me. How can he? But I think because back in the day, they understand the consequences. Nowadays, we don't, the consequences doesn't seem, well, it's not, in fact, there's no consequences. You may not necessarily walk into your destiny, but even sometimes with a little bit of prayer that you do, you still can walk partially in it because the relationship is different. But those men, they had to do a lot of things. But no wonder they walked in the power and the authority that they did. To stop the sun, that requires a lot of gut. <laughs> a lot of faith and boldness, knowing that, hey, you know what, Father, I'm, I'm in this war right now. There's a war going on. And I don't, you know, just let's, let's keep this thing right, right with it, where it's at right now. Promotion is a biblical concept. When the Father promotes us, he promotes us to advance us, to elevate us. To raise us up, to give us honor, to prosper us. Those are the reasons why he promotes us. He promotes us because he's trying to get us to an expected end. 
kingdom, this is what kingdom promotion looks like. Because often, the past days we've been talking about, I'm sorry. We've been talking about demotion. But this is, and even a minute ago we were talking about how, what, what is not kingdom promotion. But right now, those are, this is what kingdom promotion looks like. The father promotes, promotion comes when, or in fact, like how we, we get to promotions. Promotion comes when you flourish in the place that God has planted you in. This is what a promotion looks like. I'm in a place that's where I'm supposed to be, and the Father is elevating me right in that place. I'm not competing for it. I'm not fighting anybody for it. I'm not trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to fight to get to the next level. But when you write where you're supposed to be, the Father would promote you, will elevate you right where you are. When the Father asked me to move from one place to here, there's a lot of things. It's interesting because there's a lot of things that were, that I guess the ministry had in mind, planned for me, <laughs> that I never knew about. Um, like, hey, you know, next pastor. But you know the interesting thing about that is the Father never gave me a revelation or dream about becoming a pastor until after I left. Because he wanted to make sure the ground, the place where I was at, he wanted to promote me at the, in the right place. In the right circle, in the right community. So often you can delay your promotion, you can delay your blessing because right, you are in the right, wrong circle. The people that are around you, he can't promote you with them. They might kill you, in fact. They might raise jealousy. So there are times we're like, oh my God, okay, I, I need to get them. If he promotes you there, you're going to literally have, you're going to have to warfare every day against friends that you thought loves you. Why? Because they just want people. There's a lot of people that just often are happy for you when we are on the same level. But the moment you start going up, we're good. I'm praying for you. I can, you know, I'm, I'm asking the father to break all the good stuff. But the moment you, they feel like you, okay, you one step above them, then there's an issue. Make sense? So, of course, he's not going to promote you there. Because if he does, it will not be safe for you. He can. What is promotion to him? What is promotion to him? But because if he promote you there, you're going to be in trouble. Those people are going to hate you so much, you're going to wish you never get promoted. <laughs> but he makes sure that the ground, the surrounding, the circle that you're in makes sense. Because... Not many people can tolerate or can accept when people are being promoted. Not many people can deal with your blessing. Some people, they just want, as long as we're in the same place, we're good. But the moment you you start, you know, the Father's blessing you, things are happening, you things are happening in your life, we have an issue. You're moving too fast. While you're praying, I'm praying too. What's going on? So why would he bless you and I'm still where I'm, I'm supposed to be? Or I'm still where I'm at. Does he love you more than I do? No. You're going to have to take that with him. But um, <laughs> you're going to have to take that with him. But I tell people all the time, often don't disguise or don't 
disqualified or don't feel some type of way if you're praying for something and it hasn't yet come. Because, again, because we are children, we know that we are who we are. So when it comes to the level of relationship, that's not an issue. Based on relationship, okay, check. Knowing who I am, check. Am I in a kingdom? Check. Does he want me to be blessed? Of course. So when I check all the checks, <laughs> him blessing me has nothing to do with those things because I fit right in there. Does he have a promise for my life? Of course. Christ came so I, ha- I, may, so I, have a, so I may have a life more and abundantly. He came so I can have his life. So when it comes to the issue of what I'm supposed to have or what is for me, there's no issue there. So most of the time it's two things. The surrounding where you are is not right. Or you just need to get. There's some things that he's still just, he's just trying to work on. He's working in you or moving out of you or correcting. He's just working in you. So it's, two, it's those two things. In Psalm 23, verse 1 to 3, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. Because when he planted you somewhere... You rest in the place God has planted you. When you rest in the place that God has planted you, he will green you up, the pasture underneath you, and you will flourish. And everything that you put your hands on will be blessed. So when you're in the right place, when you planted, when, when the Father placed you somewhere, you better stay there. When he put a certain people in your life, you better keep them. Because what's in them, you need it for your next promotion. You need it so you can go where he's trying to take you. So it's either you deal with yourself or you deal with that person. Because we need them. So he will put people in your, in your, in, in your path. He will, green you up with, will, he will green you up the pasture underneath you. So he's literally, uh, you know what, he's like, he's literally equipping, he's pouring water on your uh, grass <laughs> so you can grow faster. Because he's trying to take you somewhere. So he put you in an environment. The teaching that you're receiving, if you don't receive it, you can't get to where you're going. You can't, you will not because, Why? You've, you've tried it 20 years before. He could have gave it to you then, but there are things that is in you. He's interested on how you get there. He's not interested about, about you just making it there and become big. That is irrelevant to him. He can, always, he can use 20 other people. But he's interested on how you get there. How are you going to show up? Will you reveal my character? Can people see you? Can people see him through you? If they can't do that, then what's the point of what interest does he have on you become the next great thing? Making it big in Hollywood. 
What is that going to look like? What am I getting out of this? You know, like, okay, you make it big. Great. If your character is still not, not aligned, if your motive, if, if, your, if, 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 if your love is not together, Promotion comes when we handle the dealing of God appropriately. The Father can promote you when you make his business priority. Often we are busy, and I had to check myself on that, because most of the time, like, I'm praying for the next thing, and <laughs> I wake up, you wake up in the morning, you have 500 billion things to do. And then right before you go to sleep and you're just turning the Bible and then, okay, I'm going to give you five seconds. And then before you know it, you've, you fell asleep before you can even read the first chapter. And then you're saying, okay, that was for him. You wake up the morning, you work out, you do everything. And I, I mean, I have, a bis- I have a great schedule. I, okay, I wake up this morning. I, I mean, every morning I wake up, I have two hours, I'll go to the gym. You know, I'll do some, you know, um, Airbnbs. I'll handle business, da 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 and before you know it, people call, and then the day is gone. <laughs> and then yet I'm praying for promotion. Yet I'm praying, I'm expecting. You know, his business is, you know, I put it at last. And it's funny because often in, in that season, I will get probably five billion dreams. <laughs> Study. Study. Simple. <laughs> Study. <laughs> Study. Study. And there are times I would go back, oh, Father, you know. It's funny because there are times we know what he last said. The last thing he said was this. But you're like, okay, I got it now. Father, can you give me this? Can you give me a car? Can you send my wife or my such and such? But the last thing he said was Study. And I haven't even done any study. But you're like, okay, Father, I got it. Okay, I heard you five million times already. Okay, we good. <laughs> but I need this right now. And we're expecting him to give. And third, it doesn't make any sense. So we have to put his business first. Even if he tells you to study, that means that's his business. Because often we think that it's only in regards to us. He, you studying, that's his business. You don't always have to have the mic or have a business running. You doing what you're supposed to do. You growing. You becoming a child. You becoming, you spending time in the secret place. That's his business. Make sense? That's his business. You know how sometimes parents were like, you know what? Okay, if you wash the dishes, I'll give you $30. Because you just want, uh, you want them to wash the dishes. And that's the business. That's all you have. That's all I want you to do. Just wash the dishes. I'm not asking you for a lot. Just wash the dishes. Is that too too much to ask? Just wash the dishes. (laughs) So that being said, often we don't look at it as an instruction. We look at, oh, you know, that's okay. The father's trying to get me to preach. Okay, um, he just, okay, he just need, need, you know, start studying. That's good. You know, the byproduct, eventually, he will put me out there to preach. But the first assignment, okay, I'm telling you to study for yourself. Because I want you to know more of me. I'm trying to reveal myself to you. So I can't even tell you to preach to others when your, when your life is messed up. What are you going to tell them? What are you going to tell them? 
You know the funny thing is, I used to have often, and it's good, sometimes the Father would put people in your life to bring you out of your, not necessarily comfort zone, because I am, <laughs> I'm not going to say it over in, on the radio, but <laughs> often I don't mind, I can drive the cheapest car in the world. Barely making it. The engine is running out. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I probably have the money. I definitely have the money. But I'm like, ah, you know, it's fine. But there are times the Father had to put people around me be like, okay, you know what? You can't be preaching people about the Father and then your life is not revealing. <laughs> your, your car is not revealing the Father. Your car is surely not revealing the Father. <laughs> so, I have to, we have to come. My wife often is like, Kirby, let's buy this. I'm like, I am fine. The money can stay there. We can invest it. <laughs> but the interesting thing about, there are times, because there's two aspects of that. Because often it can be an um, aspect of fear. Like, we just want to keep, 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 keep. And it, it also in the, in the in the perspective where, well, fear first, but also, okay, if I give this away, then maybe the father's not going to give me again, or just so many things. And yes, I believe management is very important. It's important to manage the blessing that the God that the father give uh, give us, because the more we can handle, when we can handle small things, then he give us greater things. If we can reveal, if we, if we can be, when we're good in small things, he definitely can promote us in higher things and bigger things. And that's even in promotion itself. If, when he promotes you in one area, if you're coming late to work, if you're disrespecting people in that, in that job, and you're expecting promotion next month, you can definitely look in your clock for five, next 10 years. <laughs> because if you are being dis- rude, if you're being, if you, if you're neglecting the small area where you are right now, if he gives you 10 people, if you're li- dealing with 10 people, well, let's say two people. If you're dealing with two people and you can't deal with them right, you have no patience with them. You're cussing them out. You're like, oh, Father, you know, why did, the, you know, sometimes we ask, we, we pray for things, and then when it comes, then we start, we, 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 um, we're complaining about it. We're praying for a blessing. We're praying for a husband or a wife. We're praying for a job. And then the moment we receive it, we start complaining. Then the, when he gives you the next day, you're going to complain again. It's like you're pretty much telling him, okay, bro, why did you give me this? So we have to manage the small things that he give us right now. He give you a job, still show up on time. Still show up on time. So that as you're promoting, he can trust it because that's how he can test your character. There's no way for him to know how you're going to react on the next thing if right now you're acting up. If you're not treating it right. Make sense? Because how will he know? How will he be able to test you? Like, how will the father able to test your character if you're not being tested in that current situation? You have 10 people, you can deal with them, then he can give you 10,000 people. 
But if you can't deal with 10 people right now, if you get a promotion, it may not be him. You know? So we have to definitely prioritize his business. When, he, when we put him first, then he take care of everything for him. Take care of everything else. Seek, seek first the kingdom. Seek the Father and practice righteousness. Because often one thing we missed out is as we're doing those things, that's, again, we are revealing him. That's all he's asking us to do. That's part of his assignment. His assignment is not necessarily working at, you know, while you're at your job, you're promoting him. You are telling people about God. That's ministry. But his first assignment towards you is practice righteousness. That's his job. That's his full-time job towards you. Seek him. Last but not least, promotion comes when your character has been developed and proven to be stable. So one thing we have to realize is, Proverbs says that your gift will make room for you. Your gift will always make room for you. And like we were saying earlier, the father doesn't necessarily concern about what you're trying to do. Because he's first want you to become the full, the best son you can ever be. Conforming to the image of Christ. To know about this relationship. To grow in, into his household. So his first thing is not necessarily about your gift. The things that you can do. You can be on stage and speak well. All that stuff. Those who are secondary or thirdary. <laughs> Or for fairy. <laughs> but his main concern is you growing and becoming like him. Proving your character to be stable. Your gift will always make room for you than the character. Let's read it again. Your gift will always make room for you than your character can handle. Because you're gifted, you will always have opportunities. Opportunities that will always come. You know why? Because you belong to him. He made you out of he made you of his image. You are like him in every aspect. So of course, when people see you, they see greatness. You may not see it. But the moment they look at you, they see potential. They see the God that you are. So it's not a it's never a matter of your gift, because your gift will always make room. Because it carries the anointing that is on you, the grace, the favor that is on your life, wherever you step into. People will always see you. In fact, sometimes the enemy trying to block you simply because he knows the level of anointing that you carry. Oh my God, if this boy into, got into this promotion, he's going to change this whole system. In fact, he probably changed this whole room. He's going to start telling people, will see him. In fact, you, most of the time, you don't even have to say anything. Your life will reveal Christ. So, of course, there are times when the enemy blocking you is simply because he doesn't want you to get in there. Because you're going to change people that belongs to him. You're going to change a whole nation. You're going to change. There was 20 people in there that were that, that are his but the moment you walked in there, you're going to change him because that's the grace, that's the level of power, that's the anointing that is on you. That's who we are. We are his children. 
So people see us, they see Christ. Often we don't see that. But the enemy sees it. The world sees it. So don't focus on your gift. I know our apostle says that quite often. But your gift will always make room for you. But make sure that your character is in line. Because when your gift will, because of the gift and, and who, because of who you are, when you get into those things, those opportunities, make sure you can stay there. Never let your gift take, I'm sorry. Never let your gift take you where your character cannot keep you. Never let your gift take you where your character cannot keep you. So as far as promotion, those things will always come as children because that's the byproduct of who we are. Make sense? That's the byproduct. It comes just because. (laughs) It will come. The moment you speak to someone, they will see Christ in you. How you walk, the world sees, oh, wow, okay, he is different. But make sure your character is in line with him. God allowed, the Father allows delay in our lives to make sure we have the capacity in our emotion and mind and spirit to handle the responsibility of increase. The Father allows delay in our lives to make sure we have the capacity in our emotion, mind, and spirit to handle the responsibility of increase. So he want to make sure that, okay, you know what? Our character, all those things, he delays them simply because he wants to make sure that you're fully well-developed to receive the next promotion. Because, again, he doesn't... He's not interested on you getting there, but it's how you get there. How you get there. What will you be? How, how is your character? When people see you, can they identify him in you, through you? So, to finish, as children, as we're expecting the Father to promote us, Make it our daily priority on the first assignment that he gives us, which is to become a children. Make that our, our, our full-time job, to become like him, because there is so much in him that you have not yet tapped into. The fullness of his character, his love, his humility, his authority. So there's so much in him that we have not even tapped into. And the only way we can do that, it's impossible to do it in two, two minutes before we go to sleep. It's impossible to do it two seconds. You know, you know what? Um, the father knows I've been busy. So let me just turn on that radio or that audio book and then five seconds you passed out. Your soul receives it. <laughs> I was telling my kid, McKinley the other day, I had this book. He sent me this book. I've read the whole book. My soul read the whole book. (laughs) My soul read the whole book. I promised you it did. (laughs) But Kirby haven't read. (laughs) I haven't read because 
every time, like, you know, and this, I've been, bu- you know, well, I've been busy, of course, preparing for the message. But every time I'm like, you know, let me just put it in my ears for like two seconds. You know, you know, just before I go to sleep, let me just, uh, I, you know, I turn on the radio, the audio, because it's an audio book. Just put on my headphone and then I promised you 10 minutes later, I passed out. The next day I wake up, book complete. <laughs> I finished it, but I promised you, I, I recall none of it. <laughs> so we, can, we have to be, we have to know our priorities. Our full-time job is to become more like him. Our promotion is in that process. That's how he promotes us. The more like him we are when we walked into the things that he called us to do. It's so simple. It's a very simple process because we're being built up for that. We're built for it. We prepare for it. We are more like him because, because our soul prosper, we are prosper as our soul prosper. So everything, there is this thing, even, the, you know, the interesting thing about that, and we're going to be finished. The world system understands the law of a certain principles. If you talk to any rich people, Warren Buffett, uh, Jay, Jeff Bezos, you name it, I mean, just you name it. They understand when they're trying to become successful, what they start doing is they start reading books about success. They start reading books about money. They start reading books about, it's like law of attraction. Like they literally attract things what they want to receive. So they're putting out there, you know what, I'm receiving. They're educating their mind. Because honestly, the, whole, the power is in the mind. As your mind changes, as your soul changing, everything else will just fall in line with what the Father wants for you. Everything just falls in line. With them, they understand. They may not believe in, you know, the Father. But when a system, when a principle is a principle, it works in every aspect. Whether you believe in him or not, it still works for you. So if they want money, they know how to attract it to them. So they equip them, their mind, their soul, with what they're looking for. So as children, we have to use to make, you have, we have to use our father system in our advantage too. There's some way the world knows how to manipulate it. We're not manipulated, we're just walking into it. Study to show ourselves approved. Make sense? Study. As we're spending time in the word, we have no choice but to develop. Our soul has no choice but to become like him. Our soul has no choice but to be developed. So, Father, we thank you for this moment. We ask that, Father God, that... The word, Father God, that goes out, your word that, go, that went out, Father, it does not return until it fulfilled what it was sent out to do. Father God, we open our heart, Father.